of New Hampshire, I am J-Dog, and joining me right now is a true run assance man, in addition to being an athlete, an advocate for education, as well as an entrepreneur, being an advocate for above-the-neck health and wellness. He is also a swell dancer. He is also a nice dresser. He is also a doting grandfather, a loving husband, and a fantastic father. He is also Betty Popowski's number one fan. He is the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio. Also, the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, he is Mr. Tom Raffio. Tom, how are you today? Wonderful, Jay. You know, I got to take you everywhere I go. (laughs) It is true that I run a dental insurance company in my spare time after I do all my media engagements, but, but I have fun with my media, you know? So, and it's part of my job because it's really given me a forum to talk about the importance of, uh, oral health, as well as different community gems that are out there, one of which, of course, is the Palace Theater in Manchester. So with me today is Peter Ramsey, longtime president and CEO of the Palace Theater Trust and great friend in the spirit of transparency, soccer maniac, all sorts of other really cool things. So, Peter, thank you for uh, reconnecting with me and thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, Tom. But I have to disagree with the uh, explanation of your life. I, I I've seen you dress at times, not in the in the most beautiful clothes, good clothes, but but at times it's pretty jockey clothes. Well, because I do like to run, and sometimes right. I'm going to one of your events <laughs> from a running event. So, right. <laughs> well, right. for example, uh, re- recently. Um, I, I did the Super Bowl four-mile race, and then I had to uh, jump into ski clothes to do the uh, vertical challenge race at Pat's Peak, and then I had a, another event, so then I was throwing on some regular pants. So I, I'm sure by the third event, I looked rather uh, disheveled. But um, the great thing about what we all do, and you're, and you're a big part of this in New Hampshire, is we, you know, we get engaged, we get involved. Um, and we make things happen as you've had at the uh, Palace Theater. So I want you to spend um, a lot of time on the Palace Theater over the last 25 years, but I think it's always instructive and I always get this feedback from the listening audience to talk, uh, ask the guests to talk about their um, career path. So um, you've had an unusually but successful career path. So tell, tell us like that what that's been like and how you ended up being the CEO of the palace. Well, well, it's, uh, it's fascinating. I think I'm the luckiest person in New Hampshire, maybe next to you, Uh, (laughs) but, but I've had so many wonderful things happen to me. I grew up in New London, New Hampshire in a big family with a wonderful mother who, uh, just said to us every day, I love you. And, uh, uh, I had, uh, two brothers and two sisters, a brother who died. And uh, so uh, went to Keene State, got recruited to play soccer, played for Ron Butcher, who still was around over in Keene and uh, loved the game. And to me, Tom, it was how to stay on the soccer field because I was uh, so interested in soccer that I became disinterested in classroom. And uh, as a junior, I was sitting in uh, civics class with Dr. Joan Davis, uh, and she called me up to the class at the end of the day, at the end of the class, and said, Peter, I've figured you out. And I said, well, what's to figure out? And she said, you're smart, but you're 
you're not interested in class. And I said, yeah, I think you're right. I'm not. I'd rather be in the soccer field. And she said, well, from now on, uh, you, you have to read the op-ed page of the New York Times and write a one-page uh, analysis of the story. And if you don't do it, I'm going to fail you. And then you can't play soccer. And I said, well, you can't do that. She goes, well, guess what? I can and I'm going to. And uh, at the end of the year, she and I became dear friends. But it changed my life, Tom. It, it, it started uh, my love. of I loved reading anyway, but I, I then became a deep reader. I still read the New York Times every day, read the Wall Street Journal every day. Unfortunately, the, 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 our local papers, as you know, have, it, it, you can take five minutes to read them. But we, we, which I think is a major problem in our democracy, our local democracy and our national democracy. But uh, after that, uh, she encouraged me to go to law school. I went to law school and uh, worked for the state for a couple of years and uh, uh, worked for Dave Nixon, if you remember, who was a, one of the best plaintiff lawyers in, in, Amer in New Hampshire. And um, uh, then, um, then started, I grew up in New London next to the New London Barn Playhouse. And literally, uh, my uh, at night, my we did not have air, air conditioning. Uh, we were a very modest family, and I would go to bed every night with the tunes of Broadway shows in my ear all summer long, and literally became uh, uh, brainwashed to Broadway music. Uh, even though I've stuttered my whole life, I, I, I was I, I just fell in love. So. Um, uh, uh, when I was 35 years old, it saved a little money after being a lawyer for a while, uh, um, said to the owner of the Barn Playhouse, hey, you're so successful here. Let's open another theater together. And he said, OK, go to the Lakes region and let's start one there. And that's what I did. I went over at night and we found a theater and opened a theater. And I ran a theater myself, the Lakes region summer theater for 12 years and made and finally quit being a lawyer, ran that full time. And basically worked five months a year. And then when the palace went bankrupt, Dr. Sylvia Dupree, uh, where you and I came together, um, uh, he said to me one day, Peter, can you come down and meet with us? Uh, we have to reopen the palace. And I said, sure. And I didn't really know much about the palace. Came down, uh, got hired by the board. And that's been the last 25 years of my life running the palace. Awesome. And we'll, we're going to circle back to that, of course. But I was thinking in the course of the of the answer, you mentioned all sorts of icons and legends in New Hampshire. Ron Boucher, yep. Boucher you mentioned, Boucher, excuse me. And uh, I know he, uh, you and he recruited my son, Brian, for uh, for soccer. Of course, the uh, inc inc in incredible Dr. Silvio Dupuy. Uh, Dave Nixon, you mentioned, and of course, uh, um, the professor, Dr. Joan Davis, who uh, turned around your, uh, you know, your career. So you mentioned that, that when Dr. Dupuy contacted you, we were trying to um, reestablish uh, re the Palace Theater. Correct. Um, so tell us, uh, I, I, it's a little instructive to go back to, to show everybody basically how uh, with Silvio's leadership and your leadership, we took over something that, as you pointed out, was basically bankrupt and, you know, turned it around. So so tell, tell us about that. Maybe parse out the 25 years into like five-year increments. Yeah, the fascinating thing about that, Tom, and uh, um, 
I think you were not on the board at, at the uh, at the beginning, but you came on very sh very shortly after uh, they hired me, uh, maybe within a year. But um, I, I think I've told you this story that uh, Silvio um, uh, brought me into the uh, existing board of trustees. There were about twelve people there, uh, but um, in uh, a very wealthy um, uh, fa factory owner in Manchester, I, I, I won't mention. Her name, but a wonderful woman uh, was at the meeting, and uh, she said, "Well, Mr. Ramsey, uh, what are you going to do to make the palace successful?" And it's you know, it literally was uh, closed. It had two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of debt to local forty local businesses. Coca Cola, we owed thirty five thousand dollars to, and so so I said to her, "Well, I think it's obvious we have to be." We have to be a professional operation, pay our bills, but also do things that the people in New Hampshire want to see. Uh, you know, and, and she said, oh, no, I disagree. It can only be professional. And I said, so you're telling me you don't want any children's theater and you don't want uh, kids involved? You don't want a youth theater? Oh, no, no, no. The palace is a professional. And uh, I said out loud, uh, uh, well, then I'm not for you because it won't be successful. And Sylvia Dupree, of course, the, the genius that he is, said, thank you very much. Uh, uh, <laughs> that wraps up the meeting and we'll, we'll go on. And then uh, uh, he and you, and at the time, was a, there were about uh, 12, to, uh, attorney Tom Donovan, some real leaders um, um, dedicated themselves to reopening the palace, and and we did it very slowly, and uh, it took about four years, Tom, to to break even. So we 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 were we were able to pay off the two fifty, which, as you know, is hard to do. It's hard for nonprofits. And then um, and then we started to grow. We created a youth theater. Which think about it made sense from the beginning because if you can encourage kids to love the place in 20 years, they're going to be the adults. Um, and of course that's what's happened. And uh, uh, so uh, we, we became uh, more active, more active. The other thing we're different than a lot of theaters is I want to be busy seven days a week. Uh, it's sure it's a lot of work, but I think like you, it's better to be busy than sitting around not doing anything. And, and that's worked in spades because on Tuesday night, where everybody else is dark, we've got a show going, and we're making a lot of money that night, or or generating a a profit on the on that event. Um, so now, um, and then uh, seven years ago, we started with the Rex Theater, which is a three hundred seat theater, become incredibly successful. Uh, we're running four or five events there a uh, a week, and they're incredibly successful. So let's pause there on the Rex Theater, the website. <clears throat> Excuse me, is Palace Theater, one word, T R E, by the way, dot org. Because after the commercial break, we do want to talk about how uh, businesses can help, how the community can help, how um, the average citizen can help. So, Jay, um, I, Peter, and I could uh, sit on this couch and talk all day, but, you know, we've got to go to a commercial and pay some bills, our own bills. We have to Correct. We do, Tom. We'll be right back. And uh, Peter Ramsey, the president and CEO of the Palace Theatre Trust, as Tom mentioned, palacetheatre.org is the website. You can call 603-668-5588. Again, the number 603-668-5588. When we come back, 
Northeast Delta Dental Radio continues with Tom Raphael and Peter Ramsey here on the Pulse of New Hampshire. This is the Pulse of New Hampshire. I'm Jay Dog, and this week's guest on an all-new Northeast Delta Dental Radio is Peter Ramsey. He's the president and CEO of Palace Theater Trust. You can log on to palacetheater.org, and the number to call is 603-668-5588. Again, 603-668-5588. And Peter and Tom talking about the Palace Theater, as well as uh, the Rex Theater and all the other theaters as well for the Palace Theater. Gentlemen, I will let you continue the discussion. Beautiful. So, Peter, um, let's make sure we get to this right away. So uh, I, I often get this question, no matter which nonprofit I'm interviewing the weekend, but what, you know, what are the sources of fundings and how can listeners help? So there's always an opportunity to, you know, put a plug in and I'll just start with a quick anecdote. So when I was, uh, cause I, cause, cause what I always loved about you, you're passionate about the arts, but you're also a wonderful business person. So I remember when I was chair of the New Hampshire Symphony Orchestra, now defunct, and you and you know why, um, they we put on a a Mahler, a concert for Mahler, and the good news was you know we had you know whatever dozens of musicians and you know biggest attendance ever. The bad news is we uh, you know lost our shirts on the concert, and they didn't do something that you have done, which is they also wanted to focus on classical music, whereas as opposed to building the pops audience. So it's really great to hear your, your business acumen. So, so tell us um, the s- sources of your funding and how, how can we all help? Well, thank you, Tom. Yeah, it's really hard to run a nonprofit. And w- what I think is interesting is that um, we've had such great volunteer leadership at the board. Uh, right now, uh, we have 24 people, uh, all very engaged statewide, and um, that, that's been maybe the key, Tom, and, and um, trying to be very modest. Uh, Silvio Dupree and you and uh, Alex Walker and uh, Tom Donovan and Maria Law and, and those people that were chairman of the board and very engaged have met all the difference. So what ha- what, what's happened today is that we are the, uh, I, I think, we are the biggest not-for-profit arts organization in New Hampshire. Can you imagine? So think about it. Uh, the Music Hall, we're bigger than them. The Capitol Center, we've grown bigger than them. And it's just a matter, Tom, of that we really try to focus on what the people in New Hampshire want to experience. Um, and that's, as you can imagine, really hard uh, because sometimes you, br- you bring a band in, I love them, and nobody else does. So it's, uh, it's really hard. We're, we're now at about $6 million a year operating budget. We earn about uh, 80% of that. So we earn in the range of 5 to 5.5 per year. And then uh, we, we raise about a million dollars through, as you can imagine, uh, um, probably 25 different um, uh, revenue lines. And that's done on purpose because if our golf tournament does great, and the garden tour that we run uh, doesn't do well one year, it, it, it averages out. So uh, we literally have maybe 25 different revenue lines on purpose. Uh, we now have 33 full-time employees, about 60 employees altogether. A lot of uh, people come and go. Um, uh, you know, if they work a show, they may leave for a month and then come back. 
but we're incredibly lucky. We own six buildings. It's uh, we probably will sell one. Um, uh, and uh, we run four different stages. On a typical week, we're running 11 to 12 events at, at all the four stages. And last year, we ran 550 different events and had about 200,000 customers come in the door, everywhere from Children's Theater in the summer, which if you remember, uh, we started way back then at $10 a ticket. Tom, I'm proud to tell you that 25 years later, tickets for a youth theater are still $10. Nice. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the Palace doesn't make a dime, but we bring in 25,000 people in the summer who bring their five-year-old kids, and it's wonderful. And uh, so um, our ticket prices tend to be very inexpensive. Boston and Agunquit, Maine are average 100 to 150. Our top ticket for most shows is 40 to $55 uh, on purpose. Uh, so we're very lucky. Uh, we have, but I think the biggest thing that we've done is, and this again is from Sylvia Dupree saying over and over, you've heard this a million times, Tom. It's about relationships. It's not about money. It's about relationships. And Tom, I'm proud to tell you that we have 8,000 members. Some pay us $100 a year. John Lynch pays us $5,000 a year as a member. John's very loyal. But all over the state, uh, 8,000 wow. members. And my goal is 10,000 members. So let's. Uh, there's there's the ask, listening audience. Yep. So AliceTheater.org, and then uh, to be corporate sponsors, we you know we've done this a lot, and it's all about the relationship. But you you know comp, you know organizations like you know St. Mary's Bank. Yep. Um, yep. And there's a you know, Bellwether. Yep. Bellwether is a host of others um, as well. And so if you're a if you're in a position in your company to uh, be a sponsor, um, and certainly all of us can be members. Um, that'll be extremely helpful because that'll make up for that, uh, um, you know, 0.5 million that uh, the tickets don't don't cover because the worst kept secret in show business, right, Peter, is that oftentimes um, the tickets don't pay the cost of a particular show, Correct. particularly if it's a, a renowned artist who's getting, you know, getting more than, let's say, uh, an unknown starving artist. So. Thank you, Peter, for uh, pushing that. So again, palestator.org, we need members and sponsors. Um, I want to spend just a couple minutes because uh, I'm, I'm frankly tired of uh, talking about COVID, <laughs> although I wrote a book on how, to, uh, how, to nav how we navigated that and were very successful. But you obviously uh, successfully pivoted during COVID. Um, tell us how that happened and, and did all performing arts venues have the same uh, uh, it, success that you did? It's had a terrible negative effect across entertainment across the world, Tom. Uh, there are 2,000 historic theaters in America, just like the Palace. 500 are still closed. Uh, they, be, what we did, which was, so, and it was very debatable, as I'm sure it was in your company, um, do we close down? Do we lay all the employees off? Um, uh, we were in the midst of Mamma Mia, uh, we were in the first week of it and we had a very popular show and, uh, we had sold out three weeks. I had $500,000 in ticket sales in the bank. And I got a call at two o'clock in the afternoon from governor Sununu 
asking us to close down. I said, Governor, what are you talking about close down? He said, well, we have COVID. You, 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 I'm asking you to close. So we closed down. He said probably three months. Tom, it, it was 16 months. Yeah. Uh, and we simply had no revenue. But what the board did, was, was, and I think you did the same thing at Delta, is we kept our key employees on and we, we, we figured out jobs that had to be done. So we repainted the entire theater. We fixed everything up, the pipes, the seats, uh, and uh, we stayed busy and we kept 22 people on. Now, was it expensive? Oh, yeah. We spent $1.2 million on those employees over the 18 months, but we were able to raise money. And the, the good news is, including Governor Sununu and the city of Manchester and the federal government, we we brought in about over almost over five million dollars. One of the most successful. We had a financial team, including our board, and we worked really hard at raising money, and uh, that kept us alive. And now, believe it or not, um, I think we're stronger because we have dedicated employees. Our board understands the mission, and um, just like you, you know, I read your book and it was really interesting. But but a lot of it could have been the Powell Cedar. It's, well, yeah. I, I was just going to say you could have read you could have written your own book on Prepare for Crisis, Plan to Thrive because all those points are so well well right. made. Which is you get the loyalty from employees, you right, and 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 those organizations like the Palace and Delta Dental that made the correct pivots have taken. No one wanted COVID, but the the best aspects of the the virtual world and have have incorporated that while obviously you know bringing. Every, everybody back. So that was terrific. And I know I remember during the height of COVID in 2020 and 2021, you were telling me about all the different ways to, well, we're going to be painting, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and then, like you say, you engendered this, you know, incredible loyalty and plus took in, you know, um, some of the best aspects of the, what we learned during COVID in terms of how to uh, be more efficient, you know, with, uh, with technology. So um, just as a public service announcement, could you um, explain all the various ticket scams that are out there just so people don't, don't get messed up by yeah. that? Yeah, thank you. It's really complicated. So what most people do nowadays is climb on their phone or their, their, their computer at the last minute and look for two tickets for the Capitol Center or the Palace or the Music Hall or the Opera House in Boston. And what they don't catch is that there now are three or four uh, websites that oper web operations, one based in Russia, one based in California, one based in London. And what they do is they copy the Palace Theater website, every single bit of it. And if you go on your phone right now and type in Palace Theater, two or three will come up. And, and what happens is they sell you a fake ticket. And now the credit card companies are not reimbursing the customer. It's Tom, it's awful. What you have to do is take one second and look at the website you're on. Or in the case of the Capital Center or the Palace, call the box office and order the tickets online. Beautiful. That's a great public services announcement. It's, it's unfortunate that we do all this hard and smart work. And then uh, I know we spend millions of dollars because we have a lot of personal protection information that we have to fight, you know, from the from the cyber criminals. So you're obviously faced with the same thing. I know you're on top of it. Palacetheater.org. Thank you, Peter, for your leadership. I urge everybody to become a member. Look at 
up, upcoming performances. Um, you won't be you won't be disappointed, Jay. Thank you, Tom. Peter Ramsey, the guest this week on Northeast Delta Dental Radio. He's the president and CEO of Palace Theater Trust, as Tom mentioned. PalaceTheater.org, or you can call 603-668-5588. Once again, 603-668-5588. That's all the time we have for Northeast Delta Dental Radio for this week. Fear not, we'll have another edition at some point here on the Pulse of New Hampshire of Northeast Delta Dental Radio. For Peter Ramsey, the CEO of Palace Theater Trust, as well as Tom Raffio, the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio, I'm J-Dog. We'll be back next time here on the Pulse of New Hampshire.